Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Planner and Training Podcast. My name is Fiorella. I've missed you all. I know we haven't had many episodes for a while, but I am back. I am still here, and I am here with a very special guest, and the one, the only, Michelle Loretta. She's going to be talking to us about money, 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 money. <laughs> uh, Michelle, uh, who are you? Good. How are you? Oh my goodness. Last time we talked, it was a different world. <laughs> it definitely was. It's crazy. So for those people who may not have heard you the last time, um, why don't you tell everybody what you do and where you are and a little bit about yourself? Yes. So I'm Michelle Loretta. I'm the owner of Sage Wedding Pros and I do business strategy consulting and financial strategy consulting for wedding and event business owners. Um, I, I've been around for 11 years doing this specifically. Um, before that I had a wedding stationery business. That's how I got into the, to the industry. And if we go even further back, my, my experiences in accounting, um, that's what I studied in college. That's what I worked in. I worked at one of those big accounting firms. And so that's how numbers are my strong suit. So, uh, I live in, I live in Miami, uh, with my, uh, husband and two kids. Oh, warm weather all year round. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about triaging your finances. Um, it is no surprise that we as an industry are facing hard times and um, some are facing less sales. Some are facing no sales for multiple, multiple months. And it is things that we did not expect. It is something that happened overnight. Um, and so we are here in July where a lot of us are supposed to have our busiest season and we're not. So <laughs> we're going to be talking about triaging everything. <laughs> Emergency mode, right? Yes. Yeah. So as we are right now, how should people be assessing their finances and how should we be prepping for future months where, yeah. you know, it's kind of unknown. Yeah. It's completely unknown. Um, and right now in July, you know, I think, I think if, if there's anything we've learned is that we just don't know what the hell is going on. And, you know, in the beginning of all this in March and April, we thought that, you know, things were kind of in a very difficult, precarious scenario, but now, as we start to see those, you know, cases are spiking throughout the country, um, it, it's hard to see how we're going to regroup from that. And that has such an impact on weddings and events. Um, at the same time, there are many markets which are going to be limited in what they can do in terms of shutting down. And that really comes down to like the economic impact of many cities not being able to afford people shutting down their businesses. Mm -hmm. um, regardless of, you know, where people find themselves in terms of their cities or the counties with shutdowns and things like that, there's absolute limitations in terms of what people feel comfortable in doing um, in regards to weddings and events. And corporate is definitely, for the most part, off the table. So we're really mostly looking at weddings right now. Um, I'm encouraging people to be thinking in terms of their financial planning, um, to be thinking of 2020 and 2021 as one very long year and trying to think of their strategy in terms of how they're going to make it through the next 18 months. Um, 
you know, because until we have some sort of, you know, vaccine or prevent, uh, you know, uh, treatment, um, or just a stronger strategy in how to approach the virus, um, we're going to kind of continue, continue hobbling along Mm -hmm. (laughs) in this industry, kind of trying to piece things together. Um, so what that means is, you know, we're, we're going to be needing to rely on, um, deposits in a lot of situations for new business. Um, if we aren't able to have any events in 2020 or even part of 2021, we don't really know what that's going to look like. Um, we are going to need to rely on deposits to fuel the cash flow in our business, um, in, in great part. And so what does that mean? It, it means continuing marketing our businesses and, and selling, trying to get, um, clients to, you know, talk with us for 2021 and 2022 events, eventually kind of when we get into um, the tail end of this year and then 2021. I do think people are going to continue getting married and wanting to have events, Um, but we could see, you know, prolonged need to hold back on some of our um, bigger business plans that we might have for growth. So if we can, you know, continue to have those conversations with people uh, in regards to future events and get deposits, that is going to be an important part of us, you know, surviving the next um, couple years. And, you know, and then there's things like, you know, ideas with pivoting. We were just talking before we got on this call about, mm-hmm. you know, floral with your business and things yeah. like that. So there's, there's ways to become more innovative and to be thinking of ideas um, that help us kind of make it through the next couple of years. Um, and then there's also, you know, ideas with, um, SBO, SBA loans. Um, you know, we've seen some of the EIDL offerings that have come through and, you know, I can talk a little bit more about that as we kind of dig into some of that. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because it's going to be a a truck along the not knowing what's happening. Right. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you mentioned something very important that we have to check our finances, but at the same time, keep marketing yeah. because that's going to be new business is still going to be huge. And people are still playing planning events. Yeah, they are. Um, they may look a little bit different for the next couple of years, but they are still planning events. Um, there are people still getting engaged and they, they want to have something to look forward to. And I think people are, they're wanting to celebrate because we haven't been able to celebrate um, so many of our moments. And again, it really depends on where people are at in the country. I do know that there are markets where people are um, having events, whether those events will continue in those markets. That, that's another thing, right? Because, you know, we've seen people are doing 200 person events in certain cities, mm-hmm. uh, but that may not be possible, you know, kind of depending on on the spike. So we Right now we have to plan for all scenarios. And, um, you know, if you're in a market where people are having events, great. Um, be thinking about how to conserve some of that cash coming in from those events. Cause there could be shutdowns that we're facing over the next few months. If, if things kind of continue to spike as they are currently in July. Um, right. and if you're in a market where things are really shut down and you're not able to have events for more than 10 people, um, then we need to be thinking about like, what is our longer term, marketing strategy, trying to capture that 2021 business or 2022 business, um, trying to either also capture maybe smaller micro weddings, elopements. What does that look like to kind of keep ourselves busy and get some cash through the door? It's all about, it's all about cash conservancy right now. Right. 
What are some money lessons that COVID has taught maybe you, but some of your clients? Yeah, it's all, it's, it's the, the cash rules, everything, right? So you can have, you know, $500,000 of weddings on the books. And if you're not able to execute them and get cash in the door that, that, that goes away. Right. So, um, yeah. And, and the businesses that are much better prepared are the ones who entered all of this with, you know, a cash cushion, a savings, a business savings, um, account. So, um, and then, you know, the ability that if you are getting deposits to be able to squirrel that away, um, to cut back on certain expenses so that you're able to retain more of those dollars, um, cash is everything. And, you know, we saw that 10 years ago in the last recession too. the businesses that were more prepared were the ones who had that, you know, that cash cushion going into it. Um, this is a little bit different because the hose has been cut off so quickly. Um, but still that same lesson applies, you know, in a recession in a, you know, in a depression, if that, if we end up facing that, um, or in a pandemic, right? Like if your business can have a nice cash strategy that's going to help them in the longer run. How is, is there any strategies that you recommend right now to people and how to apply what we're currently learning to the future? Yeah. You know, if people can sit down and create a cash flow plan, that's something that I teach and I work with my clients on creating that. A cash flow plan essentially um, forces people to sit down and identify what cash am I, what cash can I count on coming in this month, next month, the following month, and creating that plan to look at it on a monthly basis, but plan it out for the next 12 months or I'm encouraging people to do that right now through 2021, because we are kind of like in this limbo stage where, you know, the next 18 months are kind of considered, in my opinion, a really long wedding season that we're looking at. Mm -hmm. Sit down and and identify what's coming in in July, what's coming in in August, what's coming in in September, October, November, all the way through 2021. And then line that up with your expenses so that you can really see what are you short on a monthly basis or if you do have a cash cushion, that'll help you tell you when you run out of money, right? Right. And if you're able to identify that, it gives you, it can be scary to know when that is, but it also just gives you the ability to be able to make stronger decisions in your business so that you're not um, scrambling, um, trying to come up with cash or launching new ideas. It helps you test ideas too, right? So if you're thinking of um, offering, floral for elopements like what does that look like does that really bring you in money are you just kind of breaking even on the labor on that it allows you to kind of run through a lot of different scenarios so that you're making strong decisions to make it through to survive the next couple years Mm -hmm. all the things all Mm -hmm. the things we have to be considering right now yeah what about operational strategies as we move forward yeah oh my gosh you know in terms of opera right now, so many, so many clients that I'm talking to because there's no things to do. I'm encouraging people to take a sabbatical, um, take yeah. some time off this summer because it's, you know what? It's unusual that we have the luxury of this free time in the middle of summer. So, um, especially if you're feeling really burned out, um, whether it's burned out from just trying to, you know, innovate or you're just burned out from the virus or you're burned out from being with children at home, whatever it is, I think we're all 
kind of facing different levels of exhaustion and we may not be in a place where we're ready to innovate or pivot. And if you do find yourself in that place, I do think it's important to take time off. And there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, I'm gonna take the month of August off. I'm gonna put an autoresponder and I'm going to let people know that if they'd like to meet with me um, when I get back, here's my calendar. Let's schedule that 2021 event and, and take a look at it. So there's, there's creative ways that you can still keep people enticed for future events and be able to take time off. And so that's an important consideration. Um, because everything that we are doing to try to like innovate in our businesses or try to stay relevant in, you know, during a pandemic requires a lot of energy. So um, the first thing I would recommend is find a way to, to um, think about how you're going to find that energy that you need to uh, make it through the next couple of years. And that may mean that you need to take a few weeks off. So, um, and then when, you know, when you're ready, when you find yourself in a place where you are ready to start thinking about that pivot plan or that next innovation or, um, that idea, you, you do want to sit down and think of all the aspects of it's really creating a business plan around it. So think of, you know, what is it that you're selling? How are you going to sell it? How are you going to price it? How are you going to market it? Um, how is it going to run operationally and how's it going to make money for you? And, um, if you're not going through those steps, you know, with a lot of the ideas that I kind of see coming out in the industry, some really great ideas, but if you're not going through all those steps, you could kind of be setting yourself self up for just kind of getting on a, on a treadmill or a hamster wheel, um, creating a business model that doesn't necessarily make sense. So I'm seeing this a little bit with micro weddings. I see some very strong, successful micro wedding stories coming out, um, of certain markets, but I also see sometimes um, because it's a lower price point, it really needs to be something that's super automated with very little time investment, or you're not going to make any money on it. So it needs to be high volume. And again, super cookie cutter. I, I keep calling it like, it's a really nice, fancy Las Vegas wedding is what you kind of want to be thinking about with micro weddings. Um, and whether I do, the idea is micro weddings or some other sort of plan for you to you know evolve your business moving forward you do want to sit through those business planning steps so that you're creating a business model that actually makes sense and makes money for you. That you, you had a very good point because I, I do agree. And I'm just going to go back to the micro wedding thing. Yeah. Um, we have thought about it. We've thought about the elopements. We've sort of come up with a package. We're almost done with it, but it is something that you have to think about that you do have. It has to be, a seamless workflow mm -hmm. because you are now talking about quantity, not quality. Yeah. And so <laughs> when you're, you know, you're, it's more about being profitable and how it works and how fast it happens rather than the other way where it would be, you know, what can we offer? What's the experience? How many touch points do we have? Yeah. So, that's a very yeah. important thing is to see if it's even something worth doing in your, for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. What you say about the touch points is huge because, you know, it, as an industry, I think in the last 10 years, the business model for a lot of our business has, has become lower volume of events with high touch. So we're giving a thousand percent service and with micro weddings, because it's a smaller price point, it does need to be a lot more streamlined, a lot less touch points. 
And so you have to make peace with the fact that you're not going to be able to love on the client as much. You're not going to be able to be on the phone with them and answering emails. For a lot of micro weddings, at most, you're going to be able to contribute a couple hours in order for it to be profitable. Right. And anything more is not going to be profitable. And so um, if you're not going into it ready to kind of totally rethink how you've done business in the last 10 years, um, you're going to end up losing a lot of money on it. Because it is essentially a package. And yeah, a, it, it's cookie cutter. Yes. You pay this much. This is what you get on this day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there are some good things that most people who are doing microwave weddings are very understandable in the fact that they are smaller. Yes. So if they have, they don't have the, the high needs that they, the, yeah, they're not expecting as much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at most they're just looking for a suggestion on how to get their license. Yeah. Um, but it is also depending on your area, right? Because I'm from the Midwest. Yes. Big weddings is in their blood. Big parties yes. are in, in, in their blood. And a lot of people are just choosing to reschedule because they can't imagine Yes. They, they just, it's not something that can be. They're not going to let go of that. Yes. No, absolutely. it's not. And I think that's true in a lot of markets. You know, I think the micro wedding where I see it kind of working a little bit or elopements is the idea of we want to get married now and party later. So, um, so they're postponing the big family celebration and they're just doing a smaller intimate thing so that they can start their lives as a couple. Um, and so that's where I've seen it work, but people aren't really letting go of that big party in a lot of situations, which in a, is nice in a lot of ways because yeah. we eventually will see that business. Um, it's just surviving the next couple of years until we're able to do that. Right. Yeah. What, what other, I have, obviously I, I know that you're on a lot of podcasts and when this first happened, I've, I've, I heard you talking to a couple other other wedding planning podcasts or wedding industry podcasts. And one of the things you talked about is assessing your finances, kind of like what we touched on earlier. But you, how do I say this? Even when we spoke the first time, we yeah. spoke, you know, we, we talked about how you need to know what you're actually spending and know what's a need and know what's a not. And yeah. so do you have any advice in that? regard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that, you know, this is illuminated, this crisis has illuminated, um, the fact that I, we've been very, uh, fortunate in the industry in the last five years. And I think we've been living, you know, high on the hog because businesses have been at a boom and we've, we've been very fortunate in that. Um, and so, people haven't been as conscious with their spending as they probably could be. Um, and so, you know, people haven't done this already, you know, by now, by July, <laughs> you know, knowing that what everybody's faced, I think most people have kind of gone through their expenses and done a triage, but a lot of the, the expenses that kind of slip by are, you know, subscriptions that maybe people aren't utilizing to the full capacity um, or services that, you know, they just kind of have on auto billing and they're not really maximizing, 
Um, you know, it could be things like staffing, to be quite honest. And, and that's, this is a co very complicated um, issue because you have, you know, staff members, families and mouths to feed, but it could be, you know, cutting back on hours, if, especially if you're not utilizing your staff. Um, it's, it is really about knowing us where every single dollar goes. Um, and so that's, that's part of your bookkeeping system. So, you know, your financial strategy has two major parts. One of them is, you know, recording your transactions, like look, taking a look at where you're spending that money. That's called bookkeeping. And typically you're working with something like a QuickBooks program to help you track that kind of right. information. You may have a bookkeeper that helps with that sort of thing, but they're recording all the information so that you can look back at your history, what you did in the last month, what you did in the last quarter, what you did in the last year, and see where did I make money? Where did I spend money? From there, you can start to make decisions for your future, which is the second part of your financial strategy. You need to know what you did in the past so you can make stronger decisions from your, for your future. Um, when I'm working with a client, we create that future plan using the cash flow plan, trying to identify what money do I have coming in in the next 12 months, 18 months. And what money do I have budgeted to go out in the next 12, 18 months? And so those two pieces, knowing what you've done in your past, knowing what your spending history is or what your earnings history is, helps you make stronger decisions for the future, right? Um, so you, yeah, you have to know where, you, where you've been to know, you know where you want to go. It's kind of what it comes down to. Um, I think a lot of people think about um, their financial strategy, just the tracking piece. They're not always thinking of how to use that information to make stronger decisions going forward. So Are that's pricing. Yeah, pricing. The pricing is a little bit different because pricing is really a marketing strategy mm -hmm. that you that you test financially. So you really have to think of, you know, what is your target market? Who is it that you want to be working with? What is the, you know, the, the level of service that you offer your reputation in the market? Um, how are you branded? How are you positioned? Um, what is the quality of service or product that you're offering? And depending on all of those factors, you set a price. Um, as you gain more experience in the industry, you'll find that you need to be at the top of your market. It's kind of what it comes down to and your price needs to reflect that. Um, and so it's really a marketing decision that you need to make and that, and you need to make sure that your, your market, um, or your target market, your client or ideal client, um, that the price is high enough for them, right? Cause a lot of times people want to be doing better weddings and they're actually underpriced and, and, you know, the client is getting a quote that makes them suspicious. Like, well, why is this quote here? Maybe their service isn't as good. Um, and so that's something to keep in mind. All that being said, when you see those, those prices that are fit for the market, you need to go back and you need to say, does this price allow me to, to uh, earn a living from this, mm -hmm. you know, from this business? Um, and if it doesn't, you really kind of need to rethink what you're selling or how you're marketing yourself or how you're positioning yourself so that it does meet up your financial goals as well. I completely agree. Yeah. What do you have any last like tips or advice of people who perhaps are listening of, of something that they can do today? I'm obviously everything that you've said is something that they can do today. There's anything in particular that you think is utmost importance. 
Yeah, right now it ha you have to have a cash flow plan, and I'm happy to send you a free free one that you can link in your show notes for everybody. Yes, um, yeah, and if they can sit down and just kind of spend spend a couple hours going through their numbers, and it's they're really you're really just kind of thinking of you know what do the next twelve months look like, and um, and sit down and say, okay, I know I'm going to get this deposit from Sarah and Tim in the next three weeks. And then I'm getting another deposit from so-and-so in the next six weeks and just plot all of that out into the sheet so that you can see, um, what your cash situation is like. That's going to just give you so much more, um, control. Uh, we have the weird thing is like, we have no control over any of this, but, I know. <laughs> but seeing the numbers, it's just a weird thing. It does give you control in a lot of ways because then you can start to make decisions that make sense for your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, my first step, you have to make a cash flow plan. I, I would love if you could send me that and then yeah. I could link it to the show notes. I think yeah. a lot of people would appreciate it. Michelle, I always, always, always appreciate your time that you spend with me. Um, you are a wealth of knowledge as always. And thank you so much for being part of, of the episode today. Where thank can people you for find having you? Me. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always super fun to talk to you. Where um, can people find you? People can find me at sageweddingpros.com, S-A-G-E, weddingpros, P-R-O-S.com. And uh, that's also my Instagram handle, my Twitter handle, Facebook, all the things. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. And I can't wait for everybody to hear this episode because it is going to be super helpful for everybody. Thanks, Fiorella. Thanks.